Good evening. Welcome to Local Riffs with Brian and Dalton. Tonight we have two special guests, Dennis Breland and David Finn of Acala from Covington, Louisiana. Tonight we'll just be asking them questions, things like what drives them to keep the scene going, what keeps them going for so long. They've been out there a while. Uh, we've known these two guys for a very long time. We love them. Much love. Uh, you'll be hearing some of their tracks throughout the podcast. Um, we want to say thank you. Big shout out to all of local music scenes everywhere in the country. We want to thank you for just being there and staying strong and staying in there and hanging in there with the local music and doing what you love. We just want to, you know, give back to y'all and hopefully things are going well with y'all and hopefully we're doing a good job. Uh, let's tune in on the guys, see what they're talking about. Hope y'all have a good night. great night or a shitty night because it can turn just that quick so mm-hmm. um yeah we're we're just here uh man i wanted to invite y'all over and see what you know see what y'all had to talk about i know y'all came from uh what covington that's where y'all was I'm, yeah. i mean covington mandeville is pretty close so i don't want to yeah yeah, wanna, yeah you know yeah, pretty similar misrepresent y'all set or anything so <clears throat> oh um, we we we, we Set rep, dude. You know what I mean? Set oh, is, rep. That, is that true? Up in the COV, you know? COV, city of violence. <laughs> <laughs> so really, we uh, we just wanted to get you guys out here. I know we uh, shouted you guys out, name dropped you guys a couple times on the last one. Uh, you know, we just really want to get, you know, two more guys from the scene that we've, you know, been intimately connected with the scene for many years. Yeah, it's been a um, while. And kind of get, you know, y'all's take, you know, your influences, you know, the state of the scene in general. Um, so, I mean, honestly, um, you know, we'll start with little Denny B over there. Um, so, mm-hmm. what got you into, you know, wanting to become a, a, a vocalist, like a metal vocalist in general? Well, it's perfect for this podcast because it was local music. Okay. I went to my first show at Cypress Hall to see uh, Organized Hostility, Demise, and Face. Fuck yeah. And it blew me away. I'd Absolute never seen nice. anything like it, especially the Organized Hostility front man. He's out in the crowd. He's hanging on to the roof doing all kinds of crazy shit. And I was like, that's what I want to do. Yeah. That right there. That's fucking badass. Nothing beats and a- That's a sick lineup, too. That's yeah. like seeing the four... You know the big, big four, bands, like yeah. Megadeth yeah. and Metal. Okay. Like, okay, that's what the big four back then. I think locally in the scene was really about those, so, um, those three bands. We'll yeah. get we'll shoot it on over to Davy Finn. Yeah, dude. I know you 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 do uh, you know bass, guitar, drums. I mean, you're kind of like me, you're kind of a jack of all trades and a master of none. You know, so what what really inspired you to 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 want to get into music? You know, in general. I think, I mean, it, it really was like uh, the, the music scene. The, the local music scene really inspired me. I, I was more inspired by the local music scene than I was by, mm-hmm. like, international acts. Um, 
I still love, you know, the bigger bands at that time, the bigger bands for like Slipknot and Mudvayne and things like that whenever I was being inspired. But like the local music scene, like uh, the heavier dudes like Agro Fate and Organized Hostility, going to those local shows, like <clears throat> really put that spark in me uh, to want to wanna play music because you're, you're sitting there watching dudes that are right there in that town mm-hmm. doing something as big as that. And at that time, you know, they were pulling in a little bitty venue, like 50 plus people yeah. in that little bitty <clears throat> venue. And uh, yeah, it was just inspiring. And I didn't care what I'd play. Like I, I, I know I got my parents to buy me my first like bass guitar for Christmas. Yeah. I didn't care what it was. I just wanted to play something. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of where it like started really. Yeah, I mean that that that's really all it boils down to is, you know, especially since we're kind of, you know, veterans of the scene. You know, we kind of started from the, you know, the, the the bottom of the pool, and grew up in the scene. So now, I mean, I know we were talking earlier, David. We were talking, you know, off camera. We were, you know, it it's kind of nice to see, you know, we started at the bottom floor of the scene and we've made it now where you know when we go to a bar we go to a local show like people know us like right. people know who we are like people know who dennis is people yeah. know who you are people know who i am brian they yeah. know who we are because we've been in the scene from the bottom floor and to see that the scene is starting to pick up from there it's almost like a, a you know what you were saying a proud dad moment yeah it's like look at what my my kids become you know and and even with that it's you know i said it on the last show the 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 louisiana heavy metal and hard rock scene is just so criminally underrated like hundred percent so much good talent here that needs to be brought to light and you know that's kind of the gist of what we wanted this podcast to be is to show that, you know, Louisiana's here, man. Louisiana's not going anywhere. Like, there's a lot of, you know, crazy bands that are super talented and super, you know, just well put together and, you know, other, you know, huge bands that come from right here. You know, like we were talking earlier. Um, that I didn't mention from the last show was uh, Acid Bath. Yeah, yeah. Acid Bath yep. came, they didn't come from New Orleans. They didn't come from Covington. Man, they came from the swamp. Yeah. Like, they came yeah. from a town that's not on the map. You they just gotta, wrestled their guitars from a gator. Exactly. Yep. You know like, I mean? you just, you just <laughs> got to know where this town is. Yeah. And, you know, that was a band, that was one of those bands that kind of inspired me to want to play because it was it wasn't flashy, it wasn't overproduced. It was just a bunch of guys in a garage that knew how to lay it down and get it done. And they looked like us. They were dirty. They exactly. were just the dudes on stage. Yep. Getting that down. guy, the guitar player, is the same guy that you're going to run into at the grocery store. That's going to be rocking your face off at the local, you know, hole in the wall. Two days from now, with his you know, Chalmette Reeboks on. Right, yeah. And for, for people that don't know, Chalmette Reeboks are the, the tall white shrimping boots right. that, <laughs> that you see a lot of people wearing. Yeah, that's them, uh, them, them Cajun Rees, baby. <laughs> yeah, Cajun Reeboks. <laughs> but 
these are guys that I can dunk on some hoes with those. <laughs> exactly. I, think, I think I've seen that before. Actually, yeah, I, I, can, I put up twenty five on somebody you know wearing I mean? them things. You ever seen my fadeaway in some of those? <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, I ain't never seen somebody get shook out of a pair of them. Um, well, you know, I was I was thinking, in in a sense, I mean, I'm a little older than y'all are, I guess, but. I remember when I was... He's 57. No, I'm... Son of a bitch. Full disclaimer. 40, 43. Dude, whatever. He's a spry 60. Um, I I always felt like all of those um like places like The Chronic, um, they had like even The Dungeon and all of those places in New Orleans. Over here, they had uh, The Balcony and Old Town. And, and I, it's hard for me to remember some of them in Covington, but The Green Room's been there forever. Oh, here, just, right here in Slidell, uh, the last call was huge. Yeah. Uh, that, when that, I was a teenager, I was getting in there doing local shows as a teenager and it just because I was in the band. And it always seemed like it was yeah. more of a party than a show. And yeah. it was everybody, yes. it was we was ready to just to, to pound all night and, and rock and... And just have a good time, and I guess as as younger, even when you know when we was kids, and it was just that thrill, and I I like to try to keep that, you know, throughout my you know growing up and stuff, and I guess it just grew with me also, um, but yeah, the music and stuff, even even watching y'all guys, you know, play like I went there, that was that one in Mandeville, totally inspired. I, it was just a blowout show. I mean, that was great. Um, and the words of Nicolas Cage. That's hot praise. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's hot pretty praise. impressive. <laughs> and um, and and but it, it was the same atmosphere. It was like we, you know, I went in there, and you know, uh, not one of those guys that's gonna be like, oh shit, is the local bands, uh, you know, uh, y- you know how people are like that, and they'll they'll try to like elevate themselves just because you know maybe they're. I don't know, but the scene elitist. Exactly, I'm sorry. elitist. Yeah. I don't know you. I have a. Th- Right. Twenty minute <coughs> set. I'm about to yeah. play. Yeah, I've got to get back to my Kia Forte, <laughs> <and> my tour <laughs> wagon. I have to get back to my shotgun shack. <laughs> but all in all, you know, it's 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 a pretty it's a pretty you know well knitted, uh, I guess group of people. I mean, it, it's 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 a far. Like I got people in Lafayette. That's I'm gonna start trying to get with them and you know connect with them and hopefully. Uh, you know, it, it works out. You know, maybe get shows, do some local shows, see local shows, and and um. But when I was growing up, you know, to see guys like, for instance, like with you singing, Dennis, it's like when I first met you, you was a bass player. I didn't have a clue, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and um, and and I quickly found out that yeah, you know, you could uh, definitely thrust your lungs. So it was uh. <laughs> You know, it's pretty Thrust. impressive, and we was talking about Corey the last episode. Thrust your lungs and is also a very prominent sex move yeah. I like to use it's pretty nice. with, with the ladies. Yeah. Is that the thrust Marvin lungs? That, is that what that thrust was? lung and then the uh, Mexican Halloween. Okay. <laughs> the one-hander. Is that the Somebody get some notes on that one. <laughs> yeah. I'll give them to you off, off, off air, but um, it's complicated. And, and from, from there... It, it almost makes you seem like if it was too much of a job to if you if you went away from local quote unquote you know you went global or whatever is it really to me is it really worth that hard work or are you are those guys really that dedicated I mean obviously the answer is yes because right. there's they're constantly doing it it just uh, and it reflecting on the past thinking like Dalton was saying you know coming up from the, those dirty shows those grindy shows those. Mm-hmm. Two, three, four o'clock in the morning, you know, 
hardwood floors, dirt and filth everywhere, and just yep. loving every second of it. You know, to getting to where, you know, people our age is now and just really just kicking back and enjoying the show because even those people that's on stage performing, they've been through the same thing, and it's kind of like a break for them too, but obviously still trying to rock out to the max. Right. Um, what is it with you, Dave? Um, what inspires you to, like, be able to just pick up the instrument of your, you know, not, you know, I want to say of your choice, like you're the, you know, the virtu virtuoso, which I think you're great at all the instruments you play, but what make you just want to be able to, I guess, you know, if somebody asks you to play or jam, you're ready to go with whatever they need, like drums, bass, because I mean, you, you do it all in a sense, right? I mean, yeah, don't I mean, you do a little singing well, also? It's almost I like mean, a, it's almost like a get in where you fit in yeah. type yeah. of thing. So whatever I mean, it calls for, right? That's really what it, it yeah, that's what it's always come down to. Um, from starting at just picking up the bass and mm -hmm. just plucking away on that a little bit, it kind of gave me more structure to want to pick up a guitar at that point because the strings were a lot smaller and easier on my fingers. I got baby sense. hands like that dude in the taco, uh, the Burger King commercial. Mm -hmm. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like you got to mix the potatoes with your strong. David's hand. the epitome of fake it till you make it. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. Dude, exactly. 100%. No, that's true because I, you know I played those things and then I was like, you know what, I'm gonna uh, Frankenstein a drum set together, which I did. Uh, in my younger days, Cash America <clears throat> Pawn Shop. You know it's Shout crazy out. too. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's crazy too. Um, and this is, uh, I guess, kind of a hot take. Uh, where I really came into my own and like really hammered in and, and like zoned in on actually playing was I played for a church. And <laughs> if you know anything about that, they're going to make sure that you are playing to the T. Oh yeah, and you're oh, yeah. on time, and you are in the pocket you got so be i did drums for a church you know after just like playing for a while and then i'd pick up like the acoustic guitar and learn how to do that and like so a, a lot of what i did uh prior to really being in the local scene and actually already had been in a band yeah but i, I kind of i was in church and i was doing a lot of stuff with that and it came out of being a part of that like organized religion thing um, and jumping back into to a band with Dennis, they asked because uh, they needed a bass player, and I jumped right back in and started, you know, playing the bass again, kind of getting my groove wherever, you know, get it in where you fit it in kind of thing, you know, and then we started another band, uh, a more of a pop-punk, like, uh, Taking Back Sunday-style band, okay. and uh, we didn't have a drummer, so it was basically... Uh, Hey man, we're gonna get together and jam, and it was me like uh, at the time hitting some bongos with uh, one of our old guitar players, who was actually the drummer of Invoke the Nightmare. Moved the guitar for the pop punk Great band. band. Yeah, man, it was just it, it was a hundred percent just just wherever I was needed, I would try my hardest to to make mm -hmm. sure I was providing something to the band. So I know um, like Dennis specifically, like Brian was saying earlier. Um, whenever we first met, you you were a bass player, and you right. had been a bass player for a while. So, and then you trained. That's well, my you, secret. I hadn't I, been a bass player for a while. I just started playing bass for that band. Exactly. So, it, <laughs> yeah, it, you was so you invoke the nightmare, exactly. right? Yeah. yeah. And see, the thing about it is, is like, you know, the way that you played bass, you'd have never thought that. You'd have thought you'd been playing for years, you know, before that. But, um, I don't really. 
I don't want to say you transitioned into being a singer because you were probably already that before then. Right. But if you, you know, what is your preference there? Would you rather be singing and, and being more creative lyrically or would you rather be playing bass or, or whatever? It depends on the music. Well, I mean, I love doing both. Yeah. <clears throat> playing bass in the pot because that's when I first started my little musical journey, I guess you call it, I wanted to play guitar. Mm-hmm. But I'm lazy. <laughs> it took too much, time too much e- time and effort, man. So, after, like I said, I went to that local show and I just started kind of—I don't even know how I started screaming, but I did. But uh, I, I prefer to do vocals. Yeah, Amanda McClendon's birthday party. Yeah, yeah. I, I prefer to do vocals just because I'm not—I don't know—I like being in front. Yeah, I guess. Even though I'm super awkward on stage mm-hmm. half the time. I don't know what to say. So you're the prima donna of the band. I'm like, yeah. hey, guys. <laughs> you're the prima donna right. of the band. I got it. Okay. Do something. But it's funny because I'm people... Here. I've had, I've heard people talk shit about me or whatever band I was in. Like, those guys think they're better than everybody. No, I don't. I'm just shy. I'm not going to come talk to you first. Yeah. Because you might be like, what the fuck are you doing talking to me? Exactly. I'm, that's, the same that's way. I'm, I'm yeah. not going to talk to you first. It's not yeah. anything like, I think I'm better than you. I'm just... This guy doesn't want to talk to me, I guess. Well, I mean, I don't I'm... Know. I'm and, I, and I'm kind of the same way, too. And, and it's always been that way where, you know, I've always been the really shy, like, standoffish kind of guy. Right. But for some reason, when you're on stage, there's just a switch that flips in your brain where you're just like, hey, man, it's game time. Oh, yeah. It's time, right. time to get down. But I feel like the reason for that is because you're confident in what you're doing. You yep. know you're good at it. You know you can do it. It's not not like a boastful thing. Right, it's not like, a braggadocious way. Yeah, it's yeah. not being braggy. It's I know what I'm doing, and I know what I'm about to do for these people, you know, and, you know, awkward or not, because I'm the same way. I'm, like, very, like, standoffish. I'm not going to go talk to somebody. I wait for them to come to me, and if they don't come to me, then it's not going to happen. But, um, you know, same with, with what Dennis was saying is – once I get on stage, it's a to- that's yep. that's a totally different version mm-hmm. of me up there, and every time that you know I'm not in a band or Brian's not in a band or we're not in a band together and we go see a show like uh, you know Akela, Kala, or just whatever you guys are playing, you know after the show there's just something that lights up in me that I'm like man I miss this I need yeah. to get mm-hmm. back into it and and. It's it's always been that way, you know, seeing you guys succeed in your different projects over the years and then you guys watching us and, you know, that's what I want people to see about our scene in particular is that it's not just a bunch of random people that just so happen to know each other in different bands. It's a brotherhood. It's a right. family. Yep. We're going we're gonna to speak to each other when we see each other. We're going to give each other praise on what we're doing you know we're not gonna you know be like oh they were good i guess like just to be that guy right you know like we're gonna come and support as much as we can whenever we can because we all have that 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 board in this whole scene you know we're building that house we Mm -hmm. all did this together yeah exactly and it's you can't be that guy who goes to a local show and and is just like they're all right, I guess, because a lot of times, you know, not uh, sometimes 
you're not the greatest on stage. Exactly. You're not right. performing to your full potential. Everybody has an off be, night. Yep. Right. And you can't be that guy just like, all right, man, we're just going to leave before this band comes on. I've mm-hmm. seen a lot of people do that. Or, or, or what they'll do is they'll uh, they'll go out and uh, they won't. They won't stay. Sit outside. They won't, yeah, they won't even. Yeah. And yeah, then sit outside they're until their <coughs> set's ready, and then they'll jump on stage, you know, do what I've, they do, and I've leave. I've always been the, the person that would sit there. I mean, that's how I get in my zone. Right. Like, if, I, if I'm if we opening, I'm just zoned out before we get there. But if we're closing or midways or something like that, I'm trying to, like. Get that vibe. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get pumped up because that's. I go blind when I get on stage because yep. I'm trying to, like, just focus on. The, the music you know and um, yeah. it's almost a tunnel vision it, yeah. it, it is for me and and a lot it of lasts for about five seconds too when you're it, on that stage and you play a whole set of like 45 minutes oh, before it, you know it's already gone it's already like, gone yeah and you're like yeah. oh man that and was so bummed. fun where to go like, yeah yeah because it's done with you're like that was like five seconds i could play another two hours if right. i wanted to if we had two hours of material but unfortunately we wrote 45 minutes of material to fit in this 30 <laughs> right. minute set including <laughs> the talking of the including singer the and talking the, you know, in between yeah yeah well, today's government it was. Let's play the next song, man. Yeah, yeah, we don't need. Yeah. Let me tell you something about Joe fucking Biden, man. It's like, yeah. Shut up, Aaron yeah. Lewis. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, um, we, we came here to hear your politics, fucking man. Kid Rock, That's old Paul Paul. Yeah, yeah, old Grandpa <laughs> over there. Grandpa. Grandpa's got something to say. Well, you know, he could have donated that beer to me tonight, man. I really <laughs> used it. You know, he didn't have to shoot up like, all that Like Griff's beer. dad. Griff more, was more like his fucking, one beer. Just like <laughs> more like fucking Kid Cock, am I right? Right, <laughs> right dude. That's a dick move. Um, you know, and getting back to, I guess, the scene as far as like, you know the, that guy or mm-hmm. or whatever. You know a lot of people have their own rituals of and and getting drunk or taking fifty shots before they go on set and all that might might be the reason why some of them guys it's don't me. talk. Hi, <laughs> how many beers have you had, sir? <laughs> but all in all, you know, as as far as when you know when it's time to you know shut up or get off the pot, um, I think for the most part, a lot of the 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 music and bands that's in the, the immediate area, even over in Mississippi, I've seen some, and they're, they, you know, they're pretty professional to be local or amateurish, I guess, or not have a deal. And the composer of most of those, and, and a lot of them's out in Covington and Mandeville, and even here in Slidell, it's just a lot. You wouldn't believe the composer that some of these bands have. And you can tell that they struggle because they might be new on stage. Or so. I mean, I've had my my new jitters plenty of times. Oh hell yeah! And yeah. Uh, everybody does. Yeah, and I, I just I just I just like how uh, what like what Dalt was saying about just a tight knit. Uh, and there's 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 a lot of people that are tight knitted together like that and stick together. I mean, mm-hmm. you can go over there right. We can go right now, and they got people that's hanging out that's known each other for years and years yeah. and years and years and it just stays you know it stays like that it's it's like it never changes but it always gets better if right. that makes well, sense and so. then the thing about the scene itself like the scene that we grew up in and we kind of helped formulate um is that even if you know you're a new band like if we don't know who you are and you just come play the scene we're gonna hype you up yeah. Like, we're not going to, you know, be that band that's, like, off in the back or out outside the whole set. We're going to come and listen to you. We're going to yeah, come check you up. out. We're yeah, going to yeah. give you props. We're going to say, hey, man, you guys did a hell of a job. Like, you, that, that, you know, the third song in the set, I don't remember the name or whatever it is. Right. 
you know, was really kick ass. I like that one where you went bow, 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 bow. Exactly. <laughs> where you Especially, and that's the thing too, man, especially if they're young, uh, or younger than us, we're the old dudes now, and that's kind of sad I'm to say. 48 years old. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> oh my God. It's sad to say. Everybody but. plus 10. <laughs> we need to hype up that young generation, man. Yeah. Like, uh, they're going to be. Uh, the bands, you exactly. know, the, or musicians, like maybe that band isn't going to be their full term thing, and they go on to build another project or whatever it may be. Absolutely, they need that hype because otherwise, you know, if they don't feel like they have the love from the scene, then what's going to make them continue to do it? The love for the music isn't everything. It, Absolutely, it, I mean, oh, it yeah. should be, but it isn't everything. Yeah, and you do need that support from your local musicians like us and mm -hmm. and, and all the other guys that play in the scene. You need those guys yeah, to, those, to hype you up. Those are going to be the bands that are going to wipe our ass when we're in heavy right. metal hospice. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you got to make sure that you're treating them good or they're going to put fucking cyanide in your pudding and they're gonna just going to say, fuck off. Now you know? drink your dragon blood. Drink your dragon's blood. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, it's not going to so, longer be gin. It's going to be j j gently wipe my ass, dude. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like so, uh, take care of them. So another question I had was, uh, you know, we, we know how... You know, Brian and I know how we look at the scene from our perspective, how, how we came up in it. But I want to get your guys' side of how you view the scene, you know, the Louisiana, the local scene that we deal with or just the, the, the Louisiana scene in general. Um, you know, how do you feel, you know, it's being represented on the main stage? Is it, you know, not up there with the rest of them is it something that you know should be highlighted more um you know you know what and, basically and, and is louisiana holding their own i what, guess if what you can we it, yeah. do I, I think to to hype them up a little more it's coming back because they're just in the last few years you've had capra from lafayette mm -hmm. brat from new orleans mm -hmm. they just made a year as a band and they've already toured with i hate god and absolutely crow mags and mm -hmm. stuff there's a newer band called, um, I'm going to fuck it up, like Herac Heracleon or something like that. Yeah. But they sound like that early nine. They, they sound, to me, the singer sounds like Chuck Schultner. Okay. So they sound that, like that anyway. They sound yeah. like death. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. But they're going on tour with Go Whore and this and that. Mm -hmm. So there's these bands. They're coming out. It's just a matter of doing it right. You got to have that unique sound. Your next Absolutely. Memphis May Fire is not getting signed from Louisiana. No. It's got to be some off the wall kind of something different people haven't heard or haven't heard in forever in the case exactly. of the thrashy band. And that that was one thing that I find in in the Louisiana section more is there's such a weird like culmination of things that a lot of these musicians have that make music from here unique like you know the heavy metal guys like us are the same guys that grew up listening to like Hank Williams Jr. and Hank Williams and Johnny Cash yeah. and those Garth are Brooks. Garth Brooks <laughs> like 
And it's weird, like uh, <laughs> Brooks and Dunn. Is Brooks and some some Brooks, Brooks and Dunn. There you go, man. I mean, hey, my wife loves it. My wife. Wait, loves what was that? Uh, my Marie. Wait, what? Oh my God! You're Wait, gonna, my wife's gonna kiss oh, you when oh, you say uh, 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 Chris Gaines. Chris Gaines. Chris oh, some Gaines. Chris Gaines. He was the crow. Of <laughs> you mean <laughs> you mean Goth Brooks? <laughs> Goth Brooks. He, he was the crow of country music. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, music. you know, I I feel like you guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I I feel like you guys kind of have the similar the, the the same mind frame that we have. That like musicians from Louisiana have such a weird like pool that we pull from when we when it comes to music that we bring those oddities into the metal scene where it's not just straight up deathcore or it's straight up thrash or it's straight up this. It's always like thrash with like a little bit of something else. Yeah, There's right. a little bit of it something in it. There's yeah, almost like a, in there. almost yeah. like a funk or something. But yeah, yeah, I've right. always I'm said like when that. I was going to shows at Cypress, it, it was that's the other place I was the trying bands, to think Cypress. Yeah, the bands, organized Hostility, Demise, Face, Aggravate, they all sound different, but they all sound the same in that you could just tell they're from New Orleans, mm-hmm. of course, from this area. You could just t- something about them. You could just tell the gritty vocals like that. Yeah, like the maybe guttural. it was the guitar tones and yeah. stuff, but something about it, you could just tell that it well, was that's, from here. That's what we mentioned in in the last podcast was, um, you know, you can put, you know, an album together of different bands from all over the place, and you know your keen ear is going to hear everything, but there's going to be that one song you're going to be like, "Those guys are from Louisiana." Yeah, those guys are from New Orleans, or those guys are from somewhere right. in the Gulf South in general. But there, there's bands that, you know, I'll listen to a song and be like, you know, there's those guys are from Louisiana. They have to be, and then and I'll go really and look, and it won't even be the whole yeah. band. Yeah, you know, the guitarist will be from Louisiana or New Orleans or wherever, yeah. somewhere in Louisiana. The drummer will be from Lafayette, something crazy like. Um, uh, Nita Strauss, mm-hmm. guitar player for Alice Cooper. She uh, originally was the guitar player for uh, the Iron Maidens, an all-female Iron Maiden cover band. And, and the drummer's doing, from and Ponchatoula. the drummer's from Ponchatoula. Yeah. Her boyfriend or husband or whatever he is is from Ponchatoula. Yeah, and the way that he plays the drums is like, yeah, yeah, that's definitely. I think southern from here. like southern musicians definitely have. Uh, going back to like that country thing, they mm-hmm. definitely have that swingy, waltzy type of play to them. Whenever mm-hmm. they lay mm-hmm. down their like uh, uh, whatever you call it, rudiments or me- melodies, whatever, it's very like you know swingy. You know, absolutely, it has that country vibe. I think a lot of southern music definitely pulls from that. It's almost and like whether a, you were like a mental or, waltz, right? Yeah, like a mental right. waltz like or a mental waltz. That's actually one of the songs we have is mental waltz. Oh hell yeah! Um, well, you know, like with Soylent Green, they're from Chalmette, and they yeah, have totally like a, they have Green. like a real thick, um, like a sludgy almost. You know, we all know yeah. that, but even that. It, it there's plenty of other bands worldwide that has that same genre of of that, but you can tell Soylent Green is not from. Cal- you you just tell they have that draw. That's just like a, a, a old, you know, Cajun guy trying to talk English that's out in the swamp. He's right, just trying to get you know get it out. But we're not talking about Moose. Well, see, and that's the thing too is like Home away, mate. there there are other bands that aren't you know from here. 
And I know I'm saying you know a lot, so Brian's all right. that's, love, that's Amy. Brian, Brian's lovely wife, Amy, <laughs> brought that out. I love you, Amy. Make, Sorry. make sure that she knows I, that I, I am tied down, too. I am tied. She, he is tied down. Okay. He is very tied down. Yeah, like, very. I saw his chastity belt 10 minutes ago. Um, there are other bands that will try to imitate, duplicate, and you can you immediately can tell, tell right off the bat. You can tell that that is imitated. For instance, yes. Zach Wilde. One of my influences, you know, playing guitar, I can't shred like he can, but, that, you know, he's got the riffs that I try to imp- vulture some s- style from him. He had a band before Black Label called Pride and Glory. Yeah. And they were, a, you know, a Southern-type band, but you could immediately tell, like, he's not from here. Mm-hmm. But right. he, he he's probably one of the closest people that isn't from Louisiana that is right there on the cusp of understanding. He gets it. Right. Yeah. He 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 gets the twang, he gets the riffage, he gets the the tone, but it's not quite there. And just right. to, just it's to clarify, just to clarify the south, when we say southern or Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Florida, Georgia. We'll throw Texas out there as far as, uh, you know, when we I'm say South. I'd say East Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're not talking about uh, North Carolina or Kentucky or anything like that because there's a lot of bands that come out of those areas, too, that have a Southern draw yeah, to it, right, you know. yeah. yeah. But we it, say it, the it South, still is different, mean, though. You know, it, right. it's, it's not as gutter, gutter sound. You know, I don't know. I, I, I just like dark. Guttery. When we say the South, we mean sounding shit, you know. So we mean like the Gulf South, Gulf South, like yeah. Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Texas. You know, East Texas. You know, maybe, you know, maybe South Carolina, like the very bottom end of South Carolina, somewhere around that area. But it's it's that southern portion of the United everybody States. can't be from the South, man. Yeah, yeah. everybody's yeah. not from the yeah. South. Yeah. Everybody can't be from the you South. know. And that's the thing too is, you can be born and raised here. And go somewhere else and be any kind of musician you want to be and play whatever you want to play. There's no getting rid of that out of you. Yeah, that's a, right, it's right. the twang. It's like there's that a twanginess. Like, yeah. There's a, 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 a that southern dirt's already on the amps. Exactly. It's, exactly. it's there. You it's can't there, replicate man. that mud and that dirt. Well, we got exactly. a, we've got that song from the dirt, you know. Yeah. So that's, exactly. That's what, it, that's what it's all about. You know? I've seen that did replicate it is when we played The Hanger with Black Dahlia Murder. This band oh, called yeah. um, Beast in the Field. Beast in the Field. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me and the promoter were talking to them afterwards, and he was like, "Dude, tell these guys they could have told us they were from here, and we would have believed it." Nice. That's oh, absolutely. How much yeah. they absolutely. sound like they were from here. Mm-hmm. They definitely had roots here. Somewhere. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm sure <laughs> they have some kind of like influence in Detroit or some yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, they there's there's people that, like but, I said, can yeah. emulate it. For the most Not part, everybody's yeah. ants can be you know juiced down with crawfish and you know exactly. This, uh, Nobody's out here wearing Chalmette Reeboks. Them point boys. <laughs> Let me get some of them point boys. What is um, <laughs> Brian? I know we played one of the last shows we played uh, that place in New Orleans, uh, the Babylon. The Babylon, I believe it's called. Babylon. Yeah. There was a band there. I forget their name, and the only reason I remember it is because the lead singer wore like a pig mask. It was like the craziest thing. That was uh, crop dust. They Just, were called that crop was the dust. Name of their band. those guys were from Texas, and they, and they had were... every bit of Texas over every inch of their body. Yeah, yeah. they you were... absolutely knew 
Everything's bigger in Texas. Well, they had they had they had the same kind of twang, but it was Texas Texas twang. Yeah. Like I said, we played there, and I think they played because I think. Yeah, they played we, before did, us. We, we headline. Yeah. Did we yeah. headline that? Yeah. We headline that show, and you can tell they played first or second, and you could hear what they were laying down and what we laid down. There's it's twang, but it's Texas twang and Louisiana twang. Right. Yeah. And it's in in being born and raised here, and I visited Texas a few times. It's it's one of those things where you know, and again, just like I said, you can hear it. Being from here, I can spot from a mile away that band's from Louisiana yeah. or this guy's from Texas. New York City. New York right. City. Same thing with Pantera. Yeah. Phil was from New Orleans. He had the accent. He had the mannerisms. But Pantera technically is a Texas band. Yeah. But those guys probably had it the most dialed-in southern tone Oh, Phil and Flint. Oh, yeah, there was definitely in Southern yeah. in general. Once for them you guys. come to Louisiana, it really is that thing of like, shit, I just want to be here and like indulge in all of these things that you guys. Apparently, people think we drink in churches and do shit like that. Like, we don't honestly do that. But it's not every it, Sunday. It's right, not every Sunday. It, stick to, it sticks to you like herps, bro. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. you go, you come here yeah. and you go back home and you got mouth blisters, baby. Right. That's what happens. Like, that's it. So. I guess we're gonna uh, we're gonna take a quick break. Uh, we're gonna throw in some music. I don't know if we're gonna use us, but uh, we're gonna do probably us or uh, we'll throw in some Akela on the music break since we got our special guest here. Yee-hee. This is uh, local grip. We're back with local riffs <laughs> with David, Dennis, and Dalton. Yes, sir. Yeah, Brian dude. here on the one and twos. We just having some laughs, having some suds. We got you fucking outnumbered. Yeah, y'all. Three D's to one B. Y'all oh. definitely uh, in the house with the D's. <laughs> Nuts in your mouth. <laughs> All those D's are one B. <laughs> so uh, I think we left before and we were just talking about influences on the local scene and which got you involved in it in the first place. Um, during the break, we were talking basically about songwriting and, and, and what, what makes you, you know, attack the, the riff or the song or how you approach it as far as um, songwriting in and, and just making it an actual song instead of just some riffs and some, you know, music just that's thrown together. Um, how do you think, this is for you, Dave, 
Um, how do you think that a song should be approached? Should one person just do most of the load as far as writing all the riffs and the, the, the lyrics and then orchestrating the drum parts? And I mean, should do you think that the chemistry should be between all of the members in the band or should one person just be the guy that does the music or, you know, how, how do you feel about that? I mean, the way that I've always liked it <clears throat> in some projects that I've done is just, you know, all of, all of us just getting into a room and one guy has a riff and it's like, okay, cool. And then lay down some drums to that riff. And then if you have two guitars and the other guitarist is like, okay, well, I think this will be cool to accompany that riff or I can lay it underneath and you keep playing that riff and I'm going to lay this thing underneath that. I don't think that, uh, I mean, it, and it does work in some uh, projects, some instances where one guy is writing most of everything. But I think that uh, really getting in a room with some dudes you really vibe with or females, mm -hmm. I don't want to keep it to just dudes, mm -hmm. uh, and just really vibe with and just kind of like go with it off the cuff, just kind of like, okay, what have you been working on? And I feel like a lot of the times with, maybe the guitarist had a riff that he was working out. And then as he's in that moment and you're just jamming all of a sudden, he's like, oh, shit, I could like, I'm about to lay this one. Yeah, there. To and then totally go straight yep. into something else. Rip it's it, like, yep. it all kind of melts. Once you get that vibe and that feeling from a, a group of people that maybe you're really close to, maybe not. You just got that vibe with somebody, maybe the drummer, bass player, guitarist, whatever vocalist, it just kind of goes, dude, like a freight train, mm -hmm. you know. It just Hell it yeah. just goes Sounding and it keeps good. on punching, dude. It just keeps on punching. You can yeah, really lay some solid stuff down that way. I think. Well, Dennis, when you're writing lyrics, do you do you like to have more of a a free range of your, I guess you would say your vocabulary capacity, or would it be more of like your lyrical structure? Do you do you mind input on lyrical structure or actual the actual words of the the the, yeah. the song or do you is too much input from other out sources too much for you or would you rather have the majority of the lyric writing as a singer? Oh no, I'm always like if I'm writing something, and it's usually like I'll have one line come to me and I'll base a song around that, but. If I'm writing something, I think somebody's going to have some input on it. Like, I've asked David before. I'm like, hey, man, this song's about this. You want to write some lyrics to it with me or something? I'm totally, I'm dumb. So if you're like, hey, man, that lyric's kind of <laughs> crap. I'm like, all right, give me something better. I don't care. I'm I'm definitely not, uh, I'm Rude. not a control freak over that. If yeah. you want to, if somebody's got some input, if you say, hey, man, I wrote these lyrics. Do you mind singing them? Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. I don't care. Yeah. As long as you're not trying to push some crazy shit on me with your lyrics that exactly. you want me to sing, I'm good. Mm -hmm. So you don't you don't feel is it like it's comfortable to be singing <clears throat> other people's emotions or feelings or their politics, I guess if you will. I mean, you, you do have no. a line that you're gonna draw if somebody else is offering. Right. Okay. Right, I mean, in Volatile, Chris wrote lyrics to a song that we did. And in Vokes Nightmare, Brett helped write lyrics mm -hmm. half the time. So it's, I'm not that big, it's not that big a deal to me. Because sometimes I'll have trouble 
Yeah, of course. So if somebody's like, hey, man, I came up with this line, I'll be like, cool, I can take that line and fucking just wrap around mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I know when uh, when in New Jack, uh, Alone in Silence, I wrote all of the lyrics. You know, it was a song I wrote when my dad passed. And um, I, I had, I, and this is going to sound cheesy, but they had the Alicia Keys song, the, the New York song or whatever. I think mm-hmm. that's what it is. Yeah. And the melody of it kind of just resonated with me, but I had done had uh, um, like a poem, I guess you could say, that I had written, and um, and it just fell in perfect, you know, with with the situation I was going through at the time. And Corey, um, I I really don't ask that much of a singer as far as me be, me wanting it a certain way or anything like that. But that's one song I just had to have it that way because that was the only way it was going to work mm-hmm. right. the way it is, and um. Yeah. And he just belted it out exactly. I, I, I was very impressed with his. I remember that tune. That tune yeah. is, is, is tight. And and yeah. and, and, and yeah. he and he did it with as much as motion as I did when I wrote the the yeah. song. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh and like some kudos to him for that because he really really nailed that song. Oh yeah. Um, you know Dalton, when you're punching through these southern twangy riffs or whatever, mm-hmm. um, does your fingers get ever get like tangled in a knot or anything? I mean, does that like a uh, like shoestrings or something? Do you um, do you deal with that pretty well or what? Well, I mean, a lot of it's got to do with the fact that you know, being self-taught for the most part. Like my dad, you know, he was in a garage band, you know, back in the day, and they played you know cover tunes. You know, one of the songs I remember them playing a lot of the most was uh uh i can't exactly remember the name of the song but it's like mr saturday night by leonard skinner like yeah that saturday uh, night special yeah saturday night special is such a that's that's one of those songs that it just the 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 riff just takes you and and the the lyrics you know resonate but i mean I, i just have memories of running around the guy's house where they were practicing just running around and just hearing that and that just kind of resonates with me but you know to to what you were saying is i'm not you know i didn't go to school to learn how to play the guitar i didn't i I don't know how to read sheet music i I barely know how to read you know tabs like and tabs is like the bottom (coughs) of the barrel like trying to figure out how to play something um, most of the things I know how to play and most of the songs that, you know, we cover, if we do a cover, <coughs> I just throw it on and listen to it and listen to it and listen to it and, and f- find it, figure it out. Um, there are some things that I do get a little, you know, finger tied, you know, then f- my fingers will get in a knot and I'm like, how in the hell do you, do you, play it like that right and i'll watch people you know I'll, it always seems like they're skipping strings when i'm looking at yeah YouTube it's such videos. a weird I'm thing like, how the hell like, are they getting it to sound looks like they're not even touching the guitar and i mean to be perfectly yeah. honest with you like a lot of it's got to do with like the fact that you know over the last couple of years you know with us writing our tunes and things like that you know i've had to teach myself how to you know hybrid pick and and string skip and all that stuff so playing with you has has made me try to really up my game playing guitar um 
you know, because for the longest time I had the James Hetfield approach. It was all downstroking. Mm -hmm. right. Everything was downstroking. Um, I still incorporate that in my guitar playing now because I feel like you get a lot of you get a lot more punch. It's, it's, it's yeah, it. more percussive for sure. Yeah, it's way more percussive. It kind of adds on top of whatever the drums are doing <laughs> and things like that. Bless you. Um, and uh, thanks. It's uh, you know it no, but I do I do get you know finger tied I guess quote unquote. Um, but if 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 I sit down with it long enough. I, I find a way to make it mine. I find a way to play it the way I know how to play it. There's people that play a, a certain riff the same way every time, and then I'll play the riff, and they'll look at me like I'm like I'm a caveman. Well, They're we like, had that one with Dallas. I think they uh, think they redone it uh, with Jamara. Is that is that Jamara? Jamara, yeah, and. It was the um, I I can't remember the name of the song. Mm -hmm. Well, Dallas is an Injamara. Yeah, yeah, but uh, it's Brittany. Yeah, Brittany. Yeah, Brittany. Brittany did the vocals on the yeah, song. Yeah. Um, I can't Shout remember. Out, the, Brittany. Shout out. I, I, but sure. but we had attempted it, but they had it a certain way, and then when me and you approached it, it was like, to me, it just it just added another flavor to it. Not like a better mm -hmm. or nothing like that, but it just added something else exactly. to it. It yeah, like yeah. a little. Like kind of like get it to move in a little bit differently, you know, like a bobbing or like a groove kind of mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. But that and goes back to the way that we play. We're not shredders, you know. A lot of my guitar influences are shredders, you know, a bunch of crazy guys that, that just do things on a guitar that, you know, 25 years ago you'd have never thought was possible. And, but I'm all, my, my heart, is always going to go to the riff. Yeah, and, and working with Johnny, he was, he is, um, and and I say this because I, I know there's, there's tons of famous people, there's tons of well-known guitarists and very, mm -hmm. very talented, but, but to me, Johnny Buscelli is the riff overlord he is the rhythm king mm -hmm. oh that and, guy yeah yeah and yeah i mean and that's I agree and, with that. and that's what i that's what i roll myself with a lot of guitar players when they want to get into the band it's it's more of like who is lead who is rhythm mm -hmm. i am to the core 100 rhythm guy i, yep. I want to be the guy that's got the the blast going on and with me and you playing together Dalton, it's like two rhythms sort of like a mustang kind of thing to where it's like the the lead is the rhythm yeah. or the rhythm is the lead it's it's it's, mm -hmm. it's it's that's the that's the catchy part of the riff for us and yeah. and bouncing back and forth and um kind of like the godfathers of lead which would be kiss where they would double over their guitar every, tracks and everything's harmonized and, and yeah, yeah and yeah. leads lead and 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 I'm throwing johnny out there because i i, I get you know i have um you know, lots of influences as far as it comes to guitar players. But uh, Johnny pretty much set me on my course to, with that Southern twang. I, mm -hmm. I, it's something about his style that has that 100% for the departed, just gutter Southern. It's hard to get any more Southern than what he plays. Swamp is yeah, what he, he's doing. He, he plays like a swamp smells. Yeah. You know what I mean? It <laughs> yeah. doesn't make a lick of sense, but that, Ooh, wee, that's, that, that, that's, that's really it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, 
that's that's the type of thing. That's what I like. Now, being a guitar player for hell, I've been playing guitar since I was fourteen, okay. fifteen. Mm. 30, um, 39. Yeah, I'm, I'm 33. Oh, sorry. Uh, uh, but the thing about it is, is like I've been playing that long. I, I'm comfortable with the style that I play. But um, am I ever going to be a, a, you know, a shredder? Probably not. Oh, uh, we know, and we know one of the greatest local shredders there is, Lewis. Oh yeah, uh, Lewis Taverna, my, no, my man, Lewis Taverna. No, man. that's the guy that that had the Jackson, the Dinky. Yeah. That's, oh yeah, that yeah, dude's a dude. freaking. Me and him. I, uh, matter of fact, me and him had a. Uh, we had like a little side project band that we did. Well, you let me hear some of that before you came into New Jack. Yeah. It was you and him because he did all the drums and stuff. He programmed, yeah, he programmed, programmed drum, everything. Yep program drums bass and then he just laid down the guitar track and then um <laughs> i think my man's dying over there you Sorry. okay um but Learn it was um, like an adult dude i Jeez. forgot <laughs> damn um i forgot the name of the band right off the top I'll, I'll figure it out as soon as we stop recording but basically it was a we came up with a concept of we wanted to write a couple of tracks and two of the tracks were were um, you familiar with the movie Pacific Rim? Yes, sir. We did <laughs> we did two songs that were Power Rangers um, in Water that were ba- yeah that were basically <laughs> based off of the movie. So we did one called Gypsy Danger, and then we did another one called March of the Jaegers, and that was probably two of the coolest tracks that me and him ever laid down. And then we did another song called Smells Like Kevin Turkey Bacon, uh, which was another really good one. But no, man, Lewis, he, he's a recluse. And, I, man, I, I love him to death. Lewis, is, I'm, I'm going to let you hear this. That guy is the king of puns, too, uh, by the way. Yeah, uh, he will pun anything Oh, dude, he, he'll lay you down. But, it, it, Lewis, if you ever hear this, man, like, like we, we got to get you out here, man. Because it, it, God. He, that, that guy does shit on that guitar, man, that... that it's I, pretty I, crucial. It, blow, it blows my mind. He should stop being so him. damn raggedy. Yeah, as far as a local, yeah. a local yeah, raggedy, guy, like yeah, a local guy, and and not known by most. Uh, I've 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 witnessed the sounds that come from him and y'all. When I'm telling, that was unbelievable. I was I was like, holy smoke! And that was what eight nine years ago. Oh, that was a while those? back. Yeah, probably that was seven wild. years ago. Yeah, that was a while back. Yeah, man. and I mean it. He he is one of those guys that. He is unbelievable on the guitar, but you you will think to yourself like, man, like I suck at the guitar, but he's the type of person that he's. Stop ne- saying that, dude. He's never he's gonna that guy. Yeah, he, he's the guy. He's he's never gonna make you feel like right. you're inferior. He's always been that dude. He's like, stop saying that, dude. He's like, he's gonna uplift you. You're good, man. Even stop if you're, you're not good. A, even if you're a first time guitar player, yeah. like he's gonna be like, no, man, like that's good. Like you're you, the you've best, got the man. right thing. Like keep it up. Dude. And it's like, genuine. And you know, it's it's it, it really is genuine because I know when we're we were doing a band, mm-hmm. and this is another thing. Like that guy's talent was way beyond what we were doing back when we were 15 but it, years but he old. dialed he dialed it back and was a hundred percent it yeah. was it was basically corn riffs mm-hmm. yeah. is what mm-hmm. he was doing but after band practice would be completely done with he'd be sitting there just studying vi and uh uh 
I'm forgetting some other greats. I'm sure. Valstein. All, all, all of them. Yeah, yeah dude. You'd mm-hmm. have their DVDs. You'd pop them in and you'd just sit there and play along to all yeah. of them. I remember watching like him like go from like, man, for the love of God, like it's just that, that riff. And, and then like a couple of weeks later, he's like, he's just right on the money. Nailed it. Sweeping. He didn't learn the song, just watched the DVD mm-hmm. and played along to it like every Lewis time. Lewis is a practice. little older, isn't he? How old is he? Um, he's younger than me. He's probably your he? age. He, he, he's about my age, maybe a year okay, or so okay, older okay, than me. Okay. Um, probably, yeah, 34. Lewis is that type of guy that is as talented as he is on the guitar. He's just as humble. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. just Extremely. as humble. You know, he's never going to be, he, he's going to amaze you with the things he can do on that guitar. And then he's going to be the same guy that's, gonna sit down next to you and have a beer and crack jokes and dude i'm telling you this guy will and he's absolutely hilarious. have his sides split oh, yeah, crying <laughs> like dude, this guy has probably had me rolling literally rolling on the floor crying laughing with some of the shit he comes up with like I, i've that I'm, I'm gonna get him out here because he, he's that, that he's one of those guys that we talk about that is so incredibly talented and just and he doesn't care if anybody knows and it. And he doesn't care if anybody yeah. knows it. Yeah. He just he he plays what he plays. He's good at it. He's on um the SoundCloud. Yeah. Uh he's on SoundCloud, I believe he's on SoundCloud as Lewis Taverna. And then he's also on SoundCloud as Eclipse the Ocean. There you go. Go uh, uh, check some of those hardcore it's pretty it's pretty crucial. He's a shredder. Oh, oh yeah. For absolutely. sure. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Through and through. But he's also the guy that can shred. But that guy can come up with a killer riff. Yeah, like yeah, he he's just such a well-rounded guitarist and just a well-rounded human being altogether. Like like I said, yeah, that 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 guy is so humble to be such a talented musician and to be that humble and and be genuinely humble, yeah. not just faking it. Like genuinely humble. Like he's never made me. Or anybody I've I've heard that he's messed played in bands with or whatever, he's never made them feel inferior in any way. Dude, and I felt like and kind of touching on that, I, I felt like just an awful vocalist. When we were doing the band back in the day called Raggedy, a uh, little plug there. Even shout though, out to Raggedy. <laughs> shout, shout out, out to Raggedy. Raggedy. Uh, like, comment, subscribe time, if they suck. <laughs> every time we would do something or I would do something vocally, I'd be like, dude, that just does not sound good. He's like, dude. It's fucking great, and you need to continue to do it. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, man. And he's yeah. like, he really is one of those guys who'll build you up. Like, he'll yeah. build it. Like, like we were talking about earlier, you need that. You need. Yeah, you need that a little positive, positive push. Sometimes. Yeah. Well, he he wants to see people succeed. Yeah. And and genuinely, like yeah. you know, like you guys and like me and Brian, like you know, if you know, I was explaining earlier, like if I never step on a stage again. I still want to be a staple in the community to uplift yeah, the next this guy. generation mm-hmm. of right. music and the next generation of heavy metal or hard rock, heavy metal, or whoever. Like, yeah. I listen to a little bit of all of it, but we want to be the guys that we don't play anymore, but we're going to help these guys to elevate them or girls. Girls shred too. Girls rule. Um, yeah. Girls rule. But we want to make sure that you know, the next generation of musicians coming out of Louisiana are going to have that platform and are going to be able to 
not have to build the connections that took us so long to build. Well, it's not just that. Be there. It it should be more of the fun part of the, I guess, getting the whole experience when you're just coming out Mm -hmm. instead of having to be like, boom, we're gonna we got to get a thousand million follows and we gotta. get the contract and next thing you know you, you don't even have a band name yet mm-hmm. or you, you know you're still trying to get the first show or you know it, just approach it like you're going to have fun with the situation exactly. and play music because that's what you're getting you know that's why you wanted to start it anyway um being there for like you said the younger you, the younger people the mm-hmm. people not even younger just pe- the newer the people, newer bands, the, yeah. you know yeah. they they want to come out there and they might might have got it into something that they want to try out or experiment with um, tips, pointers, and all that stuff. You know, just have a, a, the resources, and, and it's not not even that complicated. You right. know, if you approach it with a positive attitude to where you want to go in there and have fun, I mean, I've been in those situations where, um, you know, most of the band members can't even perform, um, on, you know, when it's time to get down. But mm-hmm. that didn't even stop me then or us. You know, it's... Uh, and it's just being focused up on what your intentions are, you know, in the scene. Uh, you know, you want to be that, I don't want to say role model, but you don't want to well, be that dick. You know right. what I mean? It's you don't want to be the like asshole of the, the, the party we're and not, shit. We're know? not, yeah, we're not, we're not putting it out there like we're gods by any means of the local scene. We yeah. just help, like I said, we put a piece of that board onto that house that is constantly mm-hmm. being built right now as we mm-hmm. speak. We're we're just fixtures in the, exactly. in the community exactly. of local musicians and metalheads and rock and all whatever well, you want. And call and it. all and all of those individuals, they're more than welcome. That's what this show's about is yeah. is finding out what your local riff is. Yeah, you know, exactly. it doesn't yeah. necessarily mean that it's ours, our scene, or anything. Uh, we want to get your perspective on that 100%. and see well, I mean, and see how you think about uh, how the situation's going with with uh, the newer people. The the older guys, I mean, there's plenty of veterans out there still doing their thing, you know? Oh, yeah. uh, well, I mean, it's and the only reason why I feel like we say it's our scene, it's almost like a parental thing. Is okay. We, you know, Dennis and David, me, you, Dallas, you know, a lot of those guys, you know, we and Dallas up, has been doing it for a while. Dallas yeah. has been doing it for a long time. Uh, I remember uh, watching him before I, I had a band. The, yeah. the first <laughs> time I ever saw Dallas in a band was when he was in Zombie Legion. Yeah. And those guys absolutely <laughs> kicked all the ass, dude. Yep. And Dallas is one of those cats. It, it, he, he's And he was all or nothing. He's going oh, straight he's, head he's, Oh, he's a front man, too, He's man. all he's, in. He's either yeah, all in or all out. Oh, all, all, all their stage props he fucking builds. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, and that it lives in a castle, ass. dude. If, if that if that doesn't if that doesn't <laughs> scream dedication, yeah, like I don't practicing know what does. in the dungeon and stuff, man. Yeah, that was yeah, the but shit, I mean, man. I feel like the reason why we call it our scene is almost like a parental thing because, well, we, you love it. Well, yeah. well, not only that, you know, we, you you do it just like a parent. You two are parents. Is you want to struggle so your kids don't have to. Right. So you can tell them and help them navigate through all that shit in life that we had to figure out. Right. You want to know you're in this situation. This is how you get out of it. Same thing with the metal, with, you know, with the hard rock, heavy metal, local scene that we're in now. This is how we had to do it. This is how we had to do it. Here's how you can do it without 
the bullshit and the struggle right, and the right. nose and getting doors slammed in your face or look at it from, you know, a different perspective. How do we book shows? Exactly. You know, it's, it's, we, it's actually pretty simple. Yeah. That, yeah. that kind the of internet, thing, you know. It is as simple as sending an email. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, yeah. The, the Phone inter- call or a text. Or internet has, DM. The internet has yeah. definitely DMs, made it you know, text, text way easier yeah. to get in touch with people. Like, back in the day, like, uh, you know, or before us, you know, around my dad's time, you know, it was, if you wanted to get discovered, you know, you recorded your shit got it put on a cassette tape and then you brought it to your buddy's house or you brought it you know you gave a couple copies to your mom when she went out to bingo and handed it out to her friends and their That's, sons that actually that sounds stuff. like when i was a kid um because there was no cell phones mm-hmm. or right yeah or internet or anything Dude, like I that remember, it was it was fly, it was by flyer that's yeah, how absolutely. we we found and out. Most Slogal shows wouldn't play you unless you had something physical. Yeah, to yeah show you had them to have a tape here. Oh yeah, they mm-hmm. wanted to tape. Nowadays it's yep. like, hey, because of social media and you have you know shits out there. X amount. They can of just followers. be like, okay, we're gonna check you out and then we'll let you know. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, we'll hit you back. Dude, we went yeah. to see a data. Remember, and I don't know if you remember, but a band pulled up. I think a Dodge and Catherine pulled up on a flatbed trailer yes. in front of the venue and played a few songs. Yeah. Yeah. Because they were like, right outside the people venue. are going to be standing in line. Sick. Let's up and play. Yeah. That's called guerrilla marketing. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's how like, you yeah, they, they just took over the fucking similar set. music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's go sit outside. And then we're also just going to toss out a bunch of flyers at the same time. Exactly. Yeah. They know we're playing next weekend at this place. And now they know that we sound similar to this band that's yeah. you know, mm-hmm. playing tonight. Yeah. And that's, that's you know, with, with, with the internet being the way it is, you know, a lot of people... Are you know their attention spans have shortened greatly, so you five re- second videos you, exactly you really <laughs> like the TikTok style yeah, the generation. TikTokers. But you know nowadays to get noticed, you gotta really think outside the box. Like yeah. you gotta really get in people's face. Like pulling up on a flatbed truck in the middle of downtown New Orleans yeah. and just jamming a, a couple songs, people are gonna remember that. Right. Even with the short attention, they're gonna. Man, we went to this data remember show like you were just saying. Uh, we would just went to this data remember show and this band pulled up on a flatbed truck and played like three or four songs and it, dude, that was wild. Yeah, you're gonna remember the data remember show, but the 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 next thing you're gonna think of is, dang, these guys just straight up pulled up on a flatbed truck and just R- right. jammed off. A, a whole data remember is gonna be out here at the end of tonight. I need to know where to find these guys. Yeah, now, you yeah. know, I grabbed the flyer when they confetti threw them out in the middle of nowhere yeah <laughs> i'm gonna go see these guys yeah you know and 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 that's just that's all that's that's how it has to be now because the internet you know i said it on the last one too is like the internet's so saturated with you know you're gonna run into okay you gotta stand outside of exactly you, you gotta know. do something and i feel like louisiana music in general you know we don't really have to go too wild and crazy you know, just give it a chance. Well, I think it's just more of like a purist thing. I mean, I mean, I'm into EDM. I'm, I like, um, I like some rap. I like, I like, I like all kinds of music. I'm, I'm a, I'm, I'm on the fence about some country music, but my wife loves it. So shout out Travis Tritt. I'm. Uh, we hang around long <laughs> enough. You'll, you'll get into. It. I, I, I mean, I probably know. I, I, if it plays between uh, years of two thousand and. Uh, 
13 to about <laughs> about 18, I probably know every one of the country songs yeah, on the no, radio. Man, you but gotta go further back, baby. Garth Brooks. Well, you know, I didn't listen to it at <laughs> all. Randy then. Travis. Yeah, but my dad called like, that Randy thing Travis. Rodeo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like uh, Credence was P-R-O-U-B-L-E. Credence, Credence was like hardcore to my dad. You know, that's 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 back in his day. But mm-hmm. um, you know, I think that when it when it all boils down to is that how dedicated and how do you feel? How much do you love? You know what you do is, and, and even if it's not music, we we was talking earlier. You know, like. If you're the you're, if you're the guy that organizes it, or if you're the guy that promotes it, or you, if you're the guy that's engineering it, or if, if you know if you're all on one accord and it's the chemistry that makes it happen, and and, and it just so happens like in, in our instance, it's, it's it's actually all of that. Um, you know, when it comes to the actual function of local riffs, is is actually getting in there, doing the the work, grinding. And making a product, or or just making something that you can, you know, show everybody else. Hey, I, not saying hey, look what I did, but hey, I did this. You know, right, proud of it. Yeah, it, yeah. exactly. And 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 I think that a lot of it comes from heart and soul. And I think that's what you know determines, you know, like at the top of the hour, how we was talking Southern twang. I th- I just think that you know down here, we just give a little bit more, even if it doesn't have to get out there be famous or, or, or that we hold it dear to our hearts right? Mm-hmm. about, you know, and it, it's worth doing just to do it. Yeah. And if, if that makes sense. So. Oh, well, I mean, it, especially with, you know, Southern people in general, you know, it's almost like the way we play music's almost like, uh, you know, your mom or grandma's secret family recipe. They've been handed down for generations and generations. You keep that shit close to the chest. Keep it going. And you want to keep it going. And it's one of those things where we write the song, we record it, we give it to people, and we're going to hold it a little bit closer to ourselves than, you know, other bands. You know, some bands will pump out an EP, Here's the EP here, take it. And then they're already thinking about the next thing. You know, we put out an EP, you know, that's our baby. Like, that's our family recipe we're, we're giving you a sneak peek of. And, and we take it a little close to heart when people like it, when they don't like it. But we're not going to hate you for it if you don't like it. Right. I mean, it's and, and to me, it's just being a part of it. And yeah, just right. being a part of it is, is my satisfaction. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know? Criticism is going to come along with anything you do. Right. So Absolutely. I mean, you put something out, and somebody's like, "Oh man, I don't like the way that that riff sounds." Thanks. It's like, you know, thanks, cool, thanks, thanks a man. lot. That, yeah. that criticism. Yeah. It's people, people criticize the biggest bands in the world, and it's like, right. well, what are you doing? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, Metallica sucks. Cool. I mean, that Show new six feet under should have been criticized. I said the same thing. Last episode, it was you know people rip on on our boys Nickelback. You know, hey, them guys are. They're talented, you know. Platinum, you know, yeah. selling art. I mean, they've done that the thing to a Georgia level. Devil went down to Georgia cover. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, oh, yeah. well, yeah. well, you know, it's it's Forget it's it's, it's it. not that they're not worried about what people think about their music, but they also take consideration. Hey, we are we like this. This yeah. is our. This is you know, it just so happens people like what we like. You know, and you and, know. Mm-hmm. Speaking on that, I mean, speaking on the country thing and all that. You know, I I seen uh, Chad Kroger in a podcast recently, and he was talking about how. You can listen to 
almost any Nickelback song. And if you slow it down and you take his voice, because he doesn't actually have that little twang that he does in like the song Rockstar or whatever. Mm -hmm. He said all of this music was inspired on my end from country music. Of course. I listen to country music. And he said, if you, so if you slow down Rockstar and you, you know, and he grabbed the acoustic guitar and he starts, you know, talking about it and he put a little twang on it. And he's like, it's a country song. Yeah. It's yeah. 100% a country mm -hmm. song. Absolutely. Yeah. But like that real bluegrass kind of kind of sound, I guess you know. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. What we're trying to say is Nickelback's better than your band. No, <laughs> your band. Yeah, get used Our to our band. Yeah. What are you fucking Jeez. doing with your life? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I think that you know tonight or this evening or this morning, whatever the case may be on this planet, um, sure shines a light on how. You know, things are going on your local scene, you know, to where you can try to make a difference or or participate or innovate or congratulate. Mm -hmm. Don't hate. Yeah. Yeah, just I mean, be present. man. Yeah. Just, just be present. present be there. You know what I'm talking yeah. about. Um, and, and a lot of reward will come your way as far as just gratification of being who you are. Yeah. Um, just know that people are going to hate, hate you friends. regardless of what you do. Yeah. And they're going to everybody dies alone. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to uh, I want to say thank you very, very, very much to Dennis and Dave of Akala. They will be uh, let us know what you think of their jams during the breaks. And um, this has been Local Rips with Dalton. Fuck yeah! And uh, we hope to see y'all again. Listen to us if you would like. Tell us if we suck. If not, like, comment, like. subscribe if we suck. All right. Y'all have a great night. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Peace. 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 Peace.